the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that common bone shall be involved from a common ancestor. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science books, so it's got to be right. Science books once said that blood in our veins is blue, but that was wrong. So be careful about trusting everything you read in science books. But the book I do trust is the Bible, the Word of God, which has never been proven wrong. When I asked how your teacher knows that we all came from a common ancestor, I knew she didn't. Want to know why? Is that because God created every creature after their own kind? Yes, indeed. In fact, we see the word kind ten times in the first chapter of Genesis. And this is what we see in nature today. Animals reproducing after their own kind and never changing into a different kind of animal. So why did your teacher say we have a common ancestor? She talked about how all vertebrate animals show homology. Well, that's a common argument used to support molecules to man evolution. But let me ask you a question. Since wagons and bicycles and trains and automobiles and airplanes all have wheels, does that mean that one of them evolved into the others from a common ancestor? Gee, no, Grandpa. That just means they all have a common design. Good answer. Since God designed all living critters on earth, it makes good sense that he would make use of his good design in more than one kind of critter. Plus, if you look carefully at the different critters, you'll find that their limbs usually form far differently than ours, and the so-called homology is more of a correlation rather than a proof that we all came from some common critter in the past. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzabell, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Carl, again, thank you for this good script, you and your protege. A lot of talk about critters there, and they're having the same body parts, and, and through the secular worldview, that means... Evolution, well, evolution. That, they, that they evolved. Yeah, one of the courses I took in college was comparative anatomy, where we were looking at different uh, critters. Under the scalpel, we would take them apart and show that, yep, cats have the same arm bones that dogs have, and the same arm bones that humans have. So they're labeled the same. So they got to be the same. They must have come from the same thing. And likewise, bats have same-named bones as humans. They're, they're put in different positions, but they're the same names. So they're on the appendages or the extremities of the bats 
the wings, if you will. So you have the long fingers that are part of the bat wings that are corresponding to our hands, or homologous, if you will. But does that mean that we all came from some critter that originally had all these same kind of bones and just kind of evolved into other creatures using those same bones in different places? Or does it mean that we had a similar design? Like the real explanation that uh, Grandpa was saying, you know, just because uh, you start off with roller skates and bicycles and go to motorcycles and cars, does that mean you eventually will come up with a airplane or a, a space shuttle? Is that the, the evol evolution of the wheel? Or is it a common design of the wheel used in various vehicles? And I would say it's more of a, a common design because all those explanations of, or all those examples of the wheels are put together in a different way. I mean, each time a vehicle uses a wheel, it's, and it's a different kind of vehicle, then the wheels are oftentimes attached or actuated in different ways. Much the same as the different bones we have in the human body. If you look at the embryology of it, in other words, from the time of conception to the time of birth, the formation of these different bones go through different pathways, different ways of unfolding, ways that are just totally different in different creatures. Even though the bones are given the same names, they are formed and they develop in much, much different ways that belies the idea of some sort of evolutionary process. Yeah, if they actually were just a transfer from one species or one kind to another, we would think they would develop along the same lines. The fact that they are developing very differently, you said belies, I mean, just paints the picture that they are very different things. This is about worldview. Terry, you had some thoughts on worldview. My observation was just that according to the Darwinists, you know, as, as this skit is pointing out, similarities prove Darwinian evolution because it shows we had a common ancestor. But I noticed that according to the Darwinists, differences prove Darwinian evolution because it shows how we evolved to survive in our environments. So everything proves Darwinian evolution. Our commonality proves evolution. Our differences prove evolution. Exactly. It, it's nonsensical. It, again, they are controlled by their presuppositions. We need to be honest. We have presuppositions. Our presupposition is we were created. But we get a very different look that we're going to talk about after the break of what that looks like when you take our worldview as opposed to theirs. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we're talking about homology, which is the field of like parts or like functions within different animals, which the secularists, the evolutionists, would say shows that they evolve from one to another. But if you come from a creationist point of view, what it shows is that God just took off the shelf what he had already invented. He gave animals legs, and therefore he gave another species of animal or another kind of animal legs, etc. One of the things that was mentioned in that skit was also a quote of the ten times in the first chapter of Genesis that said the word kinds. This is not species. Kinds deals with broad categories 
of grouping, dogs. The dog-wolf kind would be all one kind. Humanity is all one kind. Apes, the great apes, would be all of one kind, etc. Now, Terry, you talked about that our commonality shows homology and our differences also show evolution, and therefore it all proves evolution. You know, they do the same thing when they discover species. Mm -hmm. The guy who discovered Dionychus said, boy, I found a complete species and kind of dinosaur. The guy who found Giravenator, which looks a whole lot like Velociraptor and Dionychus, said, I found a complete species. In truth, when you take a look at them, Dionychus, Giravenator, Velociraptor are probably all part of the same created kind. But again, we're looking at that through a what? A biblical worldview, whereas the secularists are looking at it through completely evolution. They've assumed evolution from the start. Well, another thing, too, is uh, a scientist gets uh, greater notoriety if he uses his own name on a different story. Right, right. And, uh, again, this was a discussion I had with a scientist reviewer out of Austin years ago. He could not get rid of his mental construct of there's no reason on the planet why one species can't evolve into another species, into another species, until an amoeba becomes a man. He saw no differentiation between the kinds. Mm. Yeah. I got into a debate on the internet with someone about this. You know, they're arguing that all the, the number of species that we have today had to fit on Noah's Ark. And what I was communicating to him was the term species is a modern day construct, I think, that was invented in the 1700s by a guy named Linnaeus. Actually, it's, it's the word in the Latin Vulgate that translated kinds into the word species. So species was used very early on in the church, but science has evolved that word to change in dramatic ways. So now even biologists don't agree on what species means. Mm -hmm. Linnaeus, incidentally, was a very early taxonomist, and he was a believer. And one of the things Linnaeus did was that he gave us the idea of the fixity of the species, which incidentally is not what we espouse in creation science today. He believed that every one of the species we see on the planet today, all 20 million, were all the same from the creation till now. They didn't vary, and that they stayed fixed forever. We know that's not true. What we propose today is the fixity of the kinds, that dogs can branch out and become all of the species we see, but they're not going to become taps or hippopotami. Okay. What gets lost in this is when they see evolution and we see creation, they are missing the designer. There's design there in every one of those systems because those bones don't happen in a vacuum. They're there to be part of a motating system, of a system that's going to create movement and create utility. Does design happen by chance? Not so far. No. You we don't haven't observed it. No. You don't get a computer by chance. You don't get a computer program by chance. You don't even get a tricycle by chance. It has to be designed, built, and built the specification. And when we see all these 
intricately woven systems that these bones are part of. Legs of a dog look somewhat like the legs of a cat, but they are actually different. They develop different, as you were pointing out, and they're part of different systems. And they miss the creator. They miss the designer of all because they're denying him. They're denying him. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Bards & Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.